This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey guys. Hey. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. It's Elizabeth and Alex. And we're here with an incredible episode for you guys this week. Ooh, very excited. Yes, we have a beauty school episode with you, which means uh, if this is your first time listening, beauty school is when we invite a guest expert onto the show to teach us and to teach you guys about something that we don't know, but they are super passionate and yeah, they come and teach us some shit. So today we chatted with Saima Demerovic, owner and founder of Glow Skin and Laser. Mm -hmm. also known as Glow Spa, in the financial district in New York City. Yeah. And Saima and her sister started this business together, which I love. Mm -hmm. I think that's super cute. Both of them are licensed estheticians, which I think is also very cute. Yes. So Elizabeth and I, of course, are licensed estheticians, but there are so many things you can specialize and work in when it comes to our field, which makes it so cool. But both myself and Elizabeth are not in the medical esthetician world at all. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to bring in an esthetician who knows about lasers and machinery that we don't use to teach us and you all about it. And she really answers some great questions, especially surrounding laser hair removal, because I feel like, gosh, I feel like so many things in our industry are fucking Mm gatekeepy. But laser hair removal is one of them. You hear so many myths about like, oh, it grows back after this, or oh, it doesn't work on this skin tone, or it doesn't work on that hair. And she clarifies all of that for us and really goes into deep detail enough that if you've been thinking about getting any of these treatments, you will feel now like you have all the knowledge you need to pick a place that can treat your skin the way that you want it to be. Yes. That makes sense? It makes total sense. I came into this episode thinking that we were just going to be speaking about like laser hair removal. And I loved speaking with her about the different facials that she offers and the different ways that you can use lasers in different um, treatments and just like the different types of lasers that there are. And Alex is absolutely right. There's so many different ways that you can go in this industry, but they all take education. Education costs money. You know, for various reasons, people are able to or not able to get that education, uh, fortunately and un- unfortunately. And so it leads to a lot of OK technicians that are working out there. So we love meeting people who are just like, no, I wanted to be the master of my craft. I wanted to master this. I wanted to learn everything that I could learn about this and then share my knowledge with everybody. And that's Saima. Same is great. Yeah, she's super great. I learned so much and I cannot wait to go. I want to go get my underarms lasered. Mm-hmm. I want a laser facial. Now you know you can. Turns out you yes. can get laser hair removal even if you have dark skin. And yes. Saima will tell you all about that. Yes. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, that's one of the myths. Totally. Well, also something that we touched on is, you know, in New York, we had a moment for Groupon. I think Groupon mm-hmm. is still having a moment, but there was a long time where people would just get really cheap packages Mm -hmm. for, you know, higher end things. Specifically, we're talking about laser right now. And they wouldn't know what they were getting themselves into because like, fair enough, as a lay person, you don't necessarily know the difference between lasers or what makes one place better than the other besides the price point. And if you're just a price conscious consumer, then you might be making a decision based on uh, your wallet rather than knowledge. And at the end of the day, when it comes to your skin, we always say this, like, take the time if you have to like save a little bit more money to go and get it done correctly the first time than wasting your money. Either it doesn't work, you get burned, you then have to go back for more treatments to fix the first treatment. It's just better to go where 
people know what the fuck they're doing. And I think that this episode is going to give you a wider knowledge of understanding what you should be asking when you're looking at these different people who are offering treatments. Absolutely. Saima definitely will arm all of you with the knowledge you need to choose a place wisely if yes. you're looking to get any of these treatments done. Totally. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation. Yeah, enjoy our conversation with Saima Demerovic of Glow Spa. Enjoy, guys. My name is Saima. I own a little spa in the financial district called Glow Spa, and I own it with my sister. We started it almost five years ago. And actually in September, we're going to move to a bigger location. So we're growing. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've been doing this for like almost 15 years. My sister actually got me a job at a spa. Uh, like as a front desk girl. And I kind of just love the industry, stayed in it. And I mean, wanted to do something on my own. And I told it was funny, I told my dad, I was like, Hey, um, I think I'm gonna start my own place. Um, you know, I've saved some money, and I got approved for a business loan. And my dad was like, do not take out a loan, like, I'll help you as much as I can. And then my sister was like, Oh, I'm quitting my job and I'm doing this too. Like we're opening up like a real big spa. I was like, okay, fine, let's do it. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah. Where did you guys grow up? Here, Brooklyn. Nice. New York. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So, okay. When you first started as an esthetician, you mm-hmm. were you doing laser hair removal? Was that like your first job? Yeah. So laser was my main and my favorite thing for some reason. And I think it's mainly because I did take that extra laser course. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to understanding laser hair removal because I was probably lasering for like three or four years until like one week, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take this course. It's only one week long. Like it's, I feel like I need to know it. Mm -hmm. And so, because whenever you get another job, you get trained by them. And I was kind of like, is this right? Is this how it works? Like I I did always question it. Mm -hmm. So I took the class just to feel a little bit more confident or sure about what I was doing. And I swear my, even like my laser, like treatment settings changed so much after taking the class. Cause I learned so much more, understood so much more. I was less afraid to be more aggressive because I knew how to be more aggressive without burning somebody or like the having the risk of burning somebody. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that class should actually be mandatory. I remember one time, um, an esthetician who is 20 years older than me, and she's been doing this all her life. And she was like, Sai, why did you do like those like milliseconds on this person's face? And I'm like, well, it's fine hair. You know, she should probably only do five or 10 milliseconds. And she's like, Oh, is that what that number means? And oh, I'm like, I don't. Okay, I'm not surprised yes. by this because also I feel like our industry up until very recently has mm-hmm. not been. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Like, I went to school. I went to esthetician school a little over ten years ago, like maybe twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and I feel like even then, you just don't learn a lot. Like, you learn the very basics yeah. in anything. Even when you start a new job, they don't teach you all the little ins and outs. They teach you the very basics of what you need to know to like work on clients and make money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind, yep. Kind of, right? Yeah, well, because all the classes, I mean, all of the classes are very expensive and they all vary in degree. And this is for any anything across the board for aesthetics. Maybe I can't say for cosmetology. I'm not a cosmetologist, but mm-hmm. like everything that you do, you have to take a course and the courses yeah. cost the money. And once you start to like tack that on, people who aren't really like passionate about this as being like their career, something that they do because they love aesthetics is just a job. And so they're not willing to go the extra mile to pay the money because it's not cheap at all by any means. And because the information is so valuable, but that's also kind of made this cycle of like, as Alex says, very gatekeepy. Because, Mm -hmm. well, I paid $15,000 for this course, so why should I tell you how to do it correctly so that you can just go and steal my clients? When in reality, it's like everybody rises when the uh, education is better, you know? So So when you first opened Glow, did you only offer um, laser hair removal? 
So let's see. We offer laser hair removal and photo facials. The machine comes with a bunch of different filters. So it does like hyperpigmentation, rosacea, acne, and it also did radio frequency or it does radio frequency skin tightening. Mm. So we that's why we kind of bought this like all in one type of machine. Mm-hmm. Then we just got like a laser machine. So those were like our two little babies to start with. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So I was looking on your website, like at the services that you offer, you offer some cool facial stuff that I, some that I had never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I like that. Um, I don't know. There's so much out there and like people don't always know what's right for them. I know for myself, mm-hmm. I really like machines. Like when I go to get a facial, I like machine stuff. It's just fun. Yeah. And it's different yeah. from what I do. So I'm like, oh, this is new, different, whatever. Yeah. But do you have a favorite service that you offer? It's so hard, but yes, I kind of do. I love the dermal infusion. I don't know if you guys... I was going to ask you about this and what it is. <laughs> um, honestly, it's the best. It's such a smart technology. Um, it's probably been around as long as Hydrofacial has, but I think Hydrofacial just had the um, the advertising money and all that stuff to really like promote. Mm-hmm. And this was just like such a small town, small name company. So like you were kind of lucky to find it, but the device is so smart. Um, basically it's like your microdermabrasion machine, but it's got a diamond tip or you can use a smooth tip. So you can either have some grit or you can have no grit depending on the person's skin and their sensitivity, which is super nice. And it also basically when your skin is underneath the vacuum, cause you have to remember like when our skin gets wet, it becomes hydrophobic. So like you can only apply so many serums and so many things when you're doing a facial for it to just like stop absorbing things after a while, you know? Mm. So basically when your skin is under the vacuum, um, like kind of being sucked in, the device is shooting in serum. So your skin has no choice but to drink it up. Mm. So yeah. And I, mm. I think that's super smart because it's forcing your skin to be hydrated Or if you do have acne, it is putting in like a salicylic acid, a very gentle, very low amount, but to really get underneath the dermis to help clear that acne. Like I had really bad adult acne um, when I turned 30 Mm -hmm. and this was probably the only facial that would just take it away for like two months at a time until I needed another facial. Yeah, it was really good. And I remember... When we opened the spa, my sister was like, what is that facial you get? Because we need that machine. And Mm -hmm. we have like three of them because that's awesome. It works. You know, if there's like one facial I could do for the rest of my life, it would be the dermal infusion. Oh my God. I want to copy you now. I want, I want one. (laughs) Come on in for a facial. I need to come get one. Yeah. I want to come in. That sounds awesome. My skin is kind of trashy right now. So I need a little. Yeah. We'll set it up. Can we talk a little bit more for the lay people just about like devices and about like, like what you just described for the dermal infusion, why that works with our skin. And then I'm also Mm -hmm. curious because people ask us a lot about laser hair removal and I don't know anything about laser. So I'd love as a separate question, if you could later tell us about like the science behind laser hair removal also. Before yeah. we get like too into <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. the nerdy I am a laser stuff. nerd. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. I'll tell you all the stuff. <laughs> tell us everything. Yes, exactly. So basically our skin becomes, I mean, you know, if our skin was so porous and absorbed everything, like we'd probably be super swollen with all the skincare we put on our face all the time. You know, people that are trying to like hydrate and stuff. Mm-hmm. So our skin has to kind of say, okay, that's enough. We're closing up shop. So like everything else you're putting on, maybe it feels nice, maybe it looks nice and good for you, but it's probably not doing too much for your face. And I think that's actually really important to know for people who have like a 10 step skincare regimen, Mm -hmm. because, you know, probably after two or three serums or essences or whatever, like however you want to start your facial uh, skincare, probably not much is happening after that, to be honest. But like, if you like it and it makes you feel good and it's just part of like your self-care Sunday, go for it have a 10 step skincare routine. That's fine. But like realistically, put your favorite serums first because those are what your skin is really going to take in. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, real quick. I wanted to touch on hydrofacial because I've never had one. There are mm-hmm. some people who are like obsessed and then yeah. other people who are like unimpressed. And I still am just like, what the fuck is a hydrofacial? <laughs> Do you know? Um, 
Yeah. So I have had one of those like free hydrofacials at Sephora for like, you know, spending $200. So, you know, um, it was kind of nice. I guess like what it does, it uses an exfoliating serum. It's a very light vacuum. So when they say that they're like infusing, they do have to move pretty fast and like kind of like massage it in. But that's their way of infusion. And like I said, because skin does become hydrophobic after a while, it's probably not taking in too much of that serum. And that's why I kind of chose the dermal infusion over hydrofacial because they are pretty similar in like their purpose. So like you probably don't need both of those devices unless you know hydrofacial has a name and people are always booking it. Like people always call and ask for a hydrofacial. I'm like, I have the dermal infusion. It's very similar. And I'll explain to you how it works. But, you know, if you want to come in for that, that's what I can give you. And I mean, it's just a brand name. Yeah, exactly. It's just a brand name. And it's, it's known and it's more, it's got the popularity. But like, I genuinely feel like the dermal infusion or now like Allergan owns it and they renamed it the Diamond Glow. So Mm. if you hear that facial, that's, it's all the same thing. Allergan is really just like picking up all of these companies. They're the the ones to be a part of, huh? Yeah. I mean, I do wish Dermal Infusion was still like a small company because they have raised the rates on those bottles like mm-hmm. two or three times. Yeah. And um, they are like, you know, I feel like a lot of like estheticians, we all like know each other. I have like a bunch of other friends that own spas and they're like, girl, what are you, are you buying these Dermal Infusion like serums like there's $40 like per thing now and I'm like yeah I mean it's I have no choice now do I (laughs) I can't I know it can be like for you know maybe places that are not like high volume and also those are not the only costs that have gone up like I don't know like if you guys where you guys buy your gloves from but I know I don't even get us started. I know. I know. I know. I looked. A case of gloves used to cost $60. They cost $120 now. No, $160. That's not even true. It's like $160 for a case. It's in. I'm sorry, girl. You know. It's okay. I know. I know. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? Let's not raise our rates because everybody is suffering like somehow in some way. So like the facials are 200 and I feel like that's already like you know, a pretty good and somewhat like high price for some people. And I mean, which is amazing because sometimes people are like, that's so expensive. And I'm like, girl, do you even know what it costs me to do this facial? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Like, do you know how much these machines cost? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to ask you, but that's, I did want to say it because people need to know, like <sighs> people, people need to know because like people have said to me before, like, oh, so when are you going to do laser? And I'm like, do you have any idea how much a laser, like, do you have any idea how much that costs? Like, it's offensive to me that you would just say, oh, so when are you going to do laser? As though it's like a $100 machine. But people do just buy like $100 machines. And that's why it doesn't work. And so I would, lo- I would love yes. for you to tell us, as much as you're comfortable, how mm-hmm. like the costs, I guess, behind your machine. Or because- at least the difference between like yes. a good laser hair removal machine mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. one that isn't. Because I think people yeah. should know, like, they're not all created equal. And yeah. that's why you need to do your research when you go somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So lasers, they definitely range. I would say between, like, thirty to 40000 And that's the very, very, very low end. And that's if you're also probably getting it used. Um, that's definitely if you're getting it used. And which is fine. There's nothing wrong with getting a used device if it's in good shape. And like a normal price for a laser, though, is probably around one hundred and fifty thousand. Yes, and girl. <laughs> yeah, like that's you know, and especially like you want to do all skin types. You want your Alex and your Yag inside the machine, so you're usually buying a duo, or you have to buy two machines. Um, which I mean, separately is going to cost you way more. But if you buy a duo, yeah, you're probably spending between eighty and one hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, your dad was like, "I'll help you," and then saw the price of laser <laughs> machines and was like, "Actually, you could take that bank yeah, loan." Yeah, he was definitely like, "What did I?" Oh no, he like took out his life insurance policy oh and he was god. like, "I'm going to give you that now, no. so don't expect anything when I die." Like this is it. <laughs> What are the differences between the lasers? Yeah, so your Alexandrite. So those are just the two most popular wavelengths. Right. There's definitely different wavelengths and um, that are fu- that are fine. But these are definitely the ones that are going to give you the best results. For me personally, some people, 
you know, love other wavelengths that they swear by and that's fine. But Alexandrite, that's for basically light to medium skin tones and YAG is for black skin tones. So we actually do have a machine that lets you blend both of them together, Mm. which is a new thing. Like no, almost no other laser lets allows you to blend. So you kind of have to know how to like manipulate the settings if you have someone in between that's like an Indian skin type, you know, Mm. because like the laser works great on white people, the laser works great on black people, but really it's the in-between colors that have the hardest time with good results. And also those are the people that get burned the most because maybe you treat them on the Alex and you try to be gentle, but it's such a strong laser that it burns them. Or... You treat them on the YAG because you want to play it safe, but it's really designed for really dark skin and it gives them no results. Mm. So now that we can blend, we have so many people that have been telling their friends. So like our clients are just like, I heard you have the laser that blends. I need this. And yeah, their results are so much better. Like the fact that you can throw in a little Alex when you're doing a YAG, like it's super helpful. I didn't know any of that. And that's fucking awesome. Also, for anyone listening, I feel like that's very helpful. You have to ask questions, right? Especially if you have darker skin tone and you're not like the typical, you know, candidate for Mm -hmm. laser hair removal to just like go in knowing. I mean, that's huge. A hundred percent. I've been walking around just like, it's not for me. It's just not for me because I've got like... (laughs) what we call black blonde, which by any white person would never look at me and think that I was blonde. But like Mm -hmm. (laughs) my hair is just like very fair. It's just like very, very light for being a black person. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, it's just not for me. But I can have a little Alex and a little Yag. Yeah, exactly. We can blend it and kind of see what happens. Okay, this information's really awesome and it's opening my eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. And just thinking yeah. about because like I wax, I've been waxing for years. I love doing Brazilians. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I will tell a client like you need to get laser. Waxing is not for yeah. you because it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um now I'll know where to send them because then they'll ask me. That's always the next question is where should I go? And I'm just like, I don't know. The place that I went to is fine. I don't know anything beyond that, you know, as yeah. far as like recommending it. So mm-hmm. now I know where to recommend them to, especially if they have darker skin. Will you tell us like who's a good candidate for, I mean, I guess kind of you're saying that everybody is, but will you tell us like in your opinion, who's a good candidate for laser? This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So almost everybody is a good candidate for laser. Basically, a laser is like a melanin detector. So, and that's how it finds the hair. So if you have blonde, gray, or red hair, it's not gonna work for you, unfortunately. Then you have to do electrolysis and just get the one hair at a time. Mm. That's the only way you're probably gonna have success with hair removal. But like your skin color definitely does not matter. As long as there is color in your hair and your esthetician or laser technician is educated in how to manipulate the settings properly, even with finer hair, they could at least get you a decent amount of reduction, mm. you know? So yeah. And you know, the le- the term laser hair removal, you know, probably not the best term. It definitely is a reduction for sure. Major significant reduction for people that are like super thick, dark, coarse hair. They're always going to have the best results. People with finer hair. It may not be all of it, but it's still going to be a really nice reduction in hair where you're probably going to shave every few weeks. Like the laser does damage the follicle. So it grows a lot slower. So it's not growing the way it used to before. So it's not like you're shaving that same like type of hair every few days or every day for some people. I was talking with a client recently and I was saying, because she was curious about laser hair removal. And I'm like, yeah, I think that it would be good for you. Mm-hmm. And um, she 
was like, I don't know, like so many people say that it comes back, like it doesn't always work. And I'm like, well, they're, the machines are not all created equal. I don't know a lot of detail, but that's what I know. And yeah. also, you know, I told her, I'm like, well, yeah, it's a permanent, you know, like reduction in hair yes. growth. I'm like, I did 10 mm -hmm. sessions where I didn't do my full, I fucking chickened out and like I paid for a full Brazilian and I just could, I don't know. I, it was hurting me, even though I, I will wax my own vagina, the whole thing and somehow yeah. I can handle it. I think also because I'm so used to doing my own services, it was a lot for me, like having someone else inflict a little bit of pain. <laughs> yeah. And so I did my bikini line and then like a little in and like, yeah, yeah there are some of those areas that have like a few hairs. It's to me not a big deal. I think it's anything that's dramatically different than what it was is great. Yeah. And I guess it's also even, just about managing expectations. Exactly. And that's why like, even when we do consultations, like, whether it be for laser hair removal or if the client has like a skin issue, I am so realistic as far as like what their expectations should be. And with laser hair removal, yeah, even the quality of your skin, like even though you still have some hair there, like your skin is so much softer Ooh. because you don't, yeah, nothing is growing underneath there. So you don't get little bumps. There's like no pore. Like you don't see Yeah, anything. there's no pores. Oh. It's just nice, smooth, soft skin. And actually, for a lot of my clients that have had um, like psoriasis, the laser light is really helpful on psoriasis. So I've had so many clients who have had like full blown like psoriasis on lower legs. And after like six sessions, even that has diminished. Wow. So like laser is actually really like nurturing on the skin itself. Yes. Yeah. Laser sounds so scary when meanwhile, you yeah, know, again, it goes down to so many factors, I guess, of like. Mm -hmm. who is performing yeah. the laser treatment, what kind of machine. But I don't know. I think laser is great. And I kind of regret that in my career, I never learned how to use a machine, especially mm -hmm. because I love removing hair on vaginas. I'll teach you. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I'll just come. I'll, I'll, I'll come. Just for fun. Have you teach me? Um, I've got a, a couple of questions. And one is, do you do laser tattoo removal? And what's the difference? No. Is it a different type of laser? So it's, uh, there's a few different wavelengths. There is a, a YAG tattoo removal. So there is a YAG for laser hair removal, but a Q-switch is different from a regular pulsed laser mm. and it pulses more rapidly. So um, it just works very differently from the way laser hair removal lasers work. Mm -hmm. So they are two just very different machines, mm. even though they are on like similar like light spectrums which means you should not laser hair removal a tattoo because it's a lot of heat in one pulse. And it could, first of all, do nothing to remove your tattoo, but ruin the skin. And some mm -hmm. people have had like almost like an empty space underneath their skin where they've had the tattoo oh my um, God. because oh. the laser hit it. Yeah. So you have to be really, really careful around tattoos um, because lasers can really mess with the quality of the skin in that area hmm. um i have a question yeah <laughs> so mm -hmm. can you do electrolysis on like a the bikini area yeah like the whole brazilian you can do electrolysis i mean i guess technically you could will you tell us what electrolysis is also because i think yeah yeah do you know i feel like i never really know yeah, what it is I, I have an idea of what it is i'm just jewish and i feel like a lot of <laughs> jewish women you know do electrolysis yeah, i'm not 100 percent sure because it's so funny the electrolysis class was like the next day after the laser hair removal class and he was like who's gonna be joining and i was like not me uh, i don't want to do that um, only because it takes forever i was just like that's a thing of the past i know it's like one hair at a time right <laughs> yeah so it's one hair at a time it's like tweezing <laughs> each hair it's like if i tweeze someone's whole vagina that's what i imagine i imagine like a giant tweezers that's attached to like a red and blue and green wire that's just electrocuting hairs that's how i, I mean it. I, I think of it as like a little needle that's just you know you, you put in there like one at a time and then it probably sends like an electrode or something to kill the follicle but what really kind of sucks about that is we are constantly growing new hair or expressing new hair follicles there's we always have dormant hair follicles all throughout our bodies so yeah you got rid of that one hair on my chin that is profusely growing but sometimes a new one will just pop up right next to it and sometimes even the vibrations from electrolysis can do that. So like, it's tough. I only recommend electrolysis like after doing laser hair removal when you've got a few grays 
or mm. like a few blondes that like you really, really want to get rid of. But like, if you're doing like a full face, it's going to be hard and it's going to be really expensive. Like mm. I have clients who would do full faces and it would take them over eight hours with two people on each side. Wow. So what yeah. on earth? Oh, um, yeah. I have another laser hair removal question. So I don't know mm -hmm. if this is a myth. And mm -hmm. I don't know if there's like one answer to it, but so I feel like I've always heard like, oh, um, I'm not going to do laser hair removal until after I have kids because it grows back mm -hmm. once you're pregnant. Yeah. So um, it, it won't. It won't grow back the same. And a lot of women get laser, obviously, before having kids. And we stop as soon as we know you're pregnant. Like, I don't think any spa will do laser hair removal on you. Um, it's not dangerous, not going to harm the baby. Um, and it's not going to like, nothing's gonna, the baby's not going to be wrong with like born with any disabilities or anything, but it's just really pointless. Cause you're so hormonal. You might, you might regrow all your hair, but usually, and that's also like very rare for that to happen. Um, but there probably will be hair growth. And usually after having the baby and like the few months after all that hair just kind of falls off as your hormones settle anyways. So. I have had so many clients like in the last few years, I mean, that have had children and have had no problems with their hair regrowth, like maybe a little bit, but it's never gone back to normal on anyone. Mm. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was a bit of a myth. Are you able to do laser if you're breastfeeding? Yeah. Cool. What about using, <laughs> I love how we just all have these, we both have, because it's another gatekeepy thing, laser hair removal. And you and I yeah. know a lot about a lot of things, but exactly like laser, we don't really know anything about. Oh, I don't know anything yeah. about, I won't speak for you. So sometimes women will come in and they'll have um, like hormonal you know, like whiskers. And mm -hmm. I'll always say, you know, does your grandmother have whiskers, et cetera. And it's usually like, yes, like every woman yeah. in their family will have it. Is that mm -hmm. something that laser can help with? For sure. Yeah. So now when you're talking about like hormonal things, it might be something that they'll have to do long term, you know, like the 10 sessions, like especially for areas on the face, definitely might not be enough. Mm. And there are people that have like PCOS and they have male pattern hair growth and like it's very, very resilient to the laser, but it still helps so much more than, you know, waxing, plucking, shaving, because with those, you know, you're almost guaranteed for it to grow back. You're still guaranteed to have the ingrowns, the irritation. Mm -hmm. And with laser, at least it'll take that away and slow down that hair growth significantly. So where even if there is regrowth, it's not as terrible. You know, some people think that because they have lots of hormonal, like male pattern hair growth, that like laser won't do anything. But Honestly, it is super helpful. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, you may need to do laser for the rest of your life, but you probably have to do it like four times a year, mm -hmm. you know? So it's still a really, really, really great option in comparison to like shaving or just letting your whiskers grow. I don't know. No, totally. Because a lot of women, it, mm -hmm. it'll become a nervous tick that they'll just kind of like mm -hmm. keep picking at it and then scabs will yeah. grow. And so... And I've been working, and especially for women of color, because then hyperpigmentation comes in and it's just like this yep. this self-perpetuating nightmare. And I didn't know mm -hmm. enough about laser to say, like, go get laser. Because, of course, it's like, for me specifically, it's all women of color that I see. And so I'm not going to just, tell, yeah. you know, before speaking with you, it's like, I can't just go tell you to go burn your face, girl. <laughs> but now yeah. I can. Not, well, not go burn your face, yeah. but go get laser. Because it's, it's, I just feel for people who, they're so self-conscious. And yes. it's nothing that, like, you can help, you know, but it'd be nice yeah. to be able to not deal with that. Exactly. So like, even if like when with laser, like, you know, even though you're probably not going to be getting rid of like all the hair, like permanently, the quality of the skin will look a lot better. That hyperpigmentation will get so much better. Mm -hmm. I've had people come in where they have had like massive hyperpigmentation on their necks. And they're saying like, I've had this like scarring for years, you know, there's no way like I can get rid of it. They'll, they'll want to start doing facials on it to start like clearing it up. And I'm like, let's not do any facials yet. Let's do a round of laser and let's let the skin heal first. It probably just because, you know, the ingrowns keep reoccurring. It mm -hmm. just never had a chance to heal. And that's why the hyperpigmentation is there. Mm -hmm. And some people after like six to 12 sessions, it'll look like they never freaking had oh a God. problem before. I love this. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm gonna... But yeah. Hyperpigmentation is so difficult and if you have any melanin in your skin like any mm -hmm. like any pimple that pops up like hyperpigmentation yeah. is coming right behind it and this yep. is like life-changing what you're telling me it, right laser now. is life-changing that's incredible i 
Yeah. I am pro laser when it comes to the face, like 100%. People think it's like the scariest place to do because it's your face or it's like an area that might burn the easiest. But actually, I feel like faces are like probably the last thing to burn. They're very resilient. Wow. Like if something bad is going to happen, it's probably going to happen down there. <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple of darker skinned clients who come to me for waxing who had gotten laser and got burned and had yeah. pigmentation. I'm sure it doesn't happen often. And also, you know, I can at least say in New York City, Groupon mm -hmm. deals mm -hmm. for laser hair removal run rampant. And it's kind of like, I'm not not knocking any, you know, you got to do what you got to do for your business. If Groupon is the way you have to go, that's what you have to do. However, yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. there was a time for a while where like so many people were trying laser hair removal because there were all these really cheap deals. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started seeing clients who had tried it and got burned, got burned. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. A lot of places. And I worked at one of them during like the big, like Groupon era um, that would know nothing about laser hair removal and just have the money to open a spa. And they would just hire these technicians and be like, okay, well, get to work, you know, and we would just do everything and not be trained and just like have, assume that like everyone who was hired just knew what they were doing. Mm. And I worked at plenty of places like that. And uh, that's definitely where most of the burns happen. Um, but it's interesting because also a lot of the burns, unfortunately, it's not always like, not say it's not always an esthetician's fault because for sure it is like we should be paying attention. But there are a lot of the older lasers where they're duos inside and you press the YAG and you know you pressed it, you felt the button go down and it switches back over because they're like old computers, you know, you got to like really stare at it and make sure it's switched over. Mm. And I hear it all the time whenever I hear a burn, they're like, I swear I put it on the YAG and they left it on Alex and fried a darker person's skin. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what happens is them not realizing or just taking that second glance to make sure the laser is on YAG. That's pretty much how burns happen. And also clients are never always the most honest people. Oh, we and, know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And sun exposure is so, so, so freaking important. And I remember this one girl burned this man's full back. Mm. He complained. She, poor girl, got a write up. She was crying for days. She was like, I don't even know how this went wrong. Like, he looked fine. And then his friend comes in the next week. I am lasering her. And she's like, oh my God, my friend got burned. But like, he didn't say anything, but he was in the Hamptons, like, literally <gasps> the day before out in the sun. And I was just like, hey, like, you know, your friend's a fucking dick. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, hey, like you got my friend in trouble. Yeah, like, she got written up you're in the Hamptons and she's almost getting fired, dick. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I told the owner and I was like, you should take that away from her because that was his fault, like 100 mm -hmm. percent. Did he? So, yeah. OK, did. that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. But oh. see, those things happen, too. Like when we ask you these questions, like, are you on antibiotics? Have you been in the sun? please be honest because mm -hmm. it's for your own benefit and not for mine, you know, <laughs> like it's so you don't burn. And so I don't burn you because those things make your skin sensitive to light. It's like being out in the sun or if you're on antibiotics, it's like being out in the mm -hmm. sun and going out the, in the sun again the next day and just making things 10 times worse, mm. you know? So oh, interesting. Antibiotics, I ask you those for your own benefit. It's crazy. It's like I'll ask a client if they're using any um, dermatologist prescribed meds before I wax, mm -hmm. like do their eyebrows. And yeah. they'll be like, oh, I just used some retin-A, but it's fine. And I'm like, uh, actually, it's not fine. It ain't fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll rip your skin off. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk to us about laser facials? I've been seeing a lot of people doing laser resurfacing facials. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how I feel. And to be honest with you, every client is always like, I'm not really sure about it. And when I ask what they mean, yeah. they're like, I don't know if the girl knew what she was doing. And so I don't know what that means. But since you're the laser yeah. expert, I would love to talk yeah. to you about, have you seen, like, is there a, a surge in the industry of people kind of just deciding that they're going to do like these laser resurfacing facials? If you're in your 20s, you know, you don't need any type of skin resurfacing, maybe even early 30s. It's for anti-aging most mm. of the time. If it's a resurfacing facial, 
we're taking off your skin, it's because, you know, we want to help with the texture, with the fine lines and, you know, make everything look kind of bright and new again. So it's definitely for aging skin. There's different types of laser resurfacing devices, some and that vary from like really strong to, to light, you know? So like, I mean, I would always start on the light side because, you know, nothing wrong with like a little little sun sun. But like <laughs> you you don't have to go fry your face off. Also, I hate damaging the skin. And I tell my clients like that love to do microneedling and you know, they'll say, Well, you know, I go to this other spa and they tell me to do it every four weeks and I'm like, Well, I don't agree with that. I think you should probably only do it like three times a year because I feel like I'm putting your face through a little meat grinder. Yeah. So and like, yes, 28 days, you know, is like the turnover time. But that means your skin just turned over. Like, it doesn't mean it's ready to be abused again, you know? (laughs) So like, I feel like it still needs more time. And like when you see when you're slow and like gentle with your skin, like I feel like for the future, it'll look better. And there's also not a lot of studies and research that show what these things do to us long term. So I feel mm-hmm. like damaging the skin constantly, like we don't know what that does to us in the future. It's probably like can be premature aging. Like, yes, it looks nice now. But like if you're con- constantly like resurfacing your skin, like I don't know what that does in the future. And there's no science that says it's good or bad for you. Yeah. Yep. Progressive, not aggressive, right? A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. And maybe, I don't know, I'm going to ask your opinion on this again, because Mm -hmm. these same women that tell me that they do the laser resurfacing facials, the only thing that I can imagine that they're doing it for, and this is because this is what I see, and I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, is hyperpigmentation, like melasma. And Mm -hmm. so part of me is like, was this there before or is somebody frying your face? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but Um, but when I hear resurfacing, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. This is all the stuff that's coming up from like maybe, you know, when you were 18 or like whatever. And you went out to the beach and put Mm -hmm. like, you know, a baby oil over your face. But I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. What your thoughts are for this imaginary person that you've never seen before. For sure. Um, I would say unless I can vis- visibly see the melasma and hyperpigmentation, then we can do resurfacing because it has something to see and pick up on. Mm-hmm. But like if it's not there yet and you're doing it to be preventative, we're not doing anything but damaging your skin. So it's not necessary. Yeah. So yeah. So unless the hyperpigmentation is there, which, you know, it does work well for mm-hmm. Um depending on the device. Um, like we have the Laze MD um, by Lutronic and it is a very fancy schmancy, like <laughs> best of the best for hyperpigmentation. And it pretty much is like a mild resurfacing, but it targets that pigment so freaking good and like just clears it right up. Like it's like a freaking magic wand. I don't even know how they do it, but I'm just like, okay, I, I love, love this. it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it because I don't have to burn your face off so badly. Like it's not like Fraxel. Mm. It's definitely like a huge step below Fraxel. It's minor resurfacing, but it, like it really just focuses on that hyperpigmentation and gets rid of it. Mm. So like, yeah, if it's there and it's prominent, for sure, do the treatment. But if it's not, or if it's very subtle, like just start with regular facials. I think people don't realize that like, just like a nice hydrating, exfoliating facial is going to do so much more for you than starting with the crazy laser treatments or like CO2 machines that like literally burn off all your skin, which looks super cool. And maybe (laughs) I'll get it one day, but like you don't have to go that far like I swear I have clients that are like in their 50s and 60s and like they're so sold on just getting hydrating facials because they're like damn like just being hydrated and having healthy skin looks makes my skin look so much younger than just like throwing a laser or a bunch of Botox at it all the time a hundred percent you're so right I think it needs to be a mix right like you need to And I've even had clients say this when I'm just like doing a a facial with a chemical peel. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you might feel a little bit of tingling, you know, let me know how it's feeling. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I want to feel it. Like, I feel like if I don't feel it, then it's not doing anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People like want their skin singed off. Yeah. And I'm like, I could do that. I don't think you should pay me to do that. No, you shouldn't. It's not a good it's, it's not a good thing and it's not a bad thing as we know but it's but you're yeah. right people want to like yeah so I think that that's stuff. a lot of it you know 
people want to feel for something sure. happening and it's like the things we're doing are not necessarily for you to even look or feel a certain way now it's preventative for the future mm-hmm. and damaging exactly. your skin is not always a great idea and there's yeah. so much to say about hydrating hydrated like everybody's skin is dehydrated everybody's skin is yeah. dehydrated because just by living if you live in new york city you're dehydrated i mean i'm sure with all this coffee i'm drinking you know i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. yeah the coffee the walking outside yes, and like if you've got kids and you're breastfeeding like you gave all of your water to your child you're the nicest oh, ever, but yes. there's none left for you. Do <laughs> you know? The You're the next sacrifice. The ultimate I know. Sacrifice. But um, it's just, yeah, it, it's just water. Just hydrate. Just so much hydration. Yeah. yeah. It goes a big difference. I mean, look, I hate to say that's to people who've got acne. <laughs> They're just like, I just use hyaluronic acid. It's like, okay, we need to do more than that. But <laughs> Yes. You do need to do more with acne, but actually even with acne, still less is more because yeah. mm-hmm. every time I get like, and I'm sure you guys already know, but like you get an acne or acneic client and they're like, yeah, I'm throwing Paula's choice and this and that at mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, pick one. Every single thing they use has salicylic acid in it. Yeah. See and you're like, I can you see it. Your skin is bright red. I can see it. Yeah, it's bright red. It's and like literally back. flaking off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm scared <laughs> to touch your face now. Yes. But like, yeah, you, you know, still even with acne prone skin, Still less is more. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. This is so great. Yeah. So I want to come see you in um you're in Tribeca? In the financial um, district. In, in the financial district. Okay. Will your new location Very close. be there in Fide? Um and the new location is is gonna be in Fide, hopefully. Cool. Yeah, I gotta hopefully. come down there. I, I uh coined yeah. the term Fide. I know that nobody will say that. <laughs> oh, probably did you? nobody yeah, I did. Nobody will probably give that to me. But I was down there living there in two thousand six. Ain't nobody else wanna live there. And people would say, uh-huh. Where do you live? And I would say, I live in the Fide and they'd say, Where's that? And I would say, Oh, on Maiden Lane. You don't know. So we're on Maiden Lane. Oh my goodness, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank, well, thank you for shortening financial district because that name sucks. And so Fidei sounds way more hip. Like I'm like, yeah, we're in Fidei. You didn't yeah, hear about it. it. Like <laughs> there's no restaurants or bars. Like it's so chill. It's just, it's just, it's just you. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna come down and see you on Maiden Lane and get some laser. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm gonna get my underarms done. Um, I just have one question. Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a beauty secret that you follow? It could be something small. It can be big. Um, it could be something mm-hmm. passed down in your family. Yeah, I'd say wash your face. Like it is the most important thing. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. You know, honestly, back to fucking basics. Yeah. Sunscreen, all these things that we put on our skin, they are not always the most friendly. So like, yeah, they're helping to prevent you know, UV damage or they moisturized you for the day, but you got to take it off. Like after a while, some of these things are no good to stay like prolonged on your face. And you also have to have a good face wash. Like I've had, when I was a front desk girl, I used to have so many like estheticians be like, ah, face wash, it's on and it's off. Like whatever they use, I'm sure is fine. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's on and it's off. And then when I started like having acne, I realized how important it was to have a good face wash because mm-hmm. I would see, you know what? It's a little less red the next day, like compared to like some, no offense, Mario Badescu, but like <laughs> if I use that, like mm-hmm. it's not going to be okay for me. And so, you know, using a good quality, like I use everything from his clinical. Um, I've heard good things. They do no wrong for me. <laughs> I swear, like I just help with my acne. Like if I'm having like the gnarliest breakout, like I use that active serum to death and it just like kills everything. So I love their face wash and I'll use it as like a massage, like put it on for like two to four minutes, rub it into your face and like even like your pores will look smaller. And also like after you wash your face, your face wash is also telling you if your skin is oily or dry. Like if you feel tight or if you still feel oily, you kind of know something's unbalanced. When you wash your face, it should feel good. Like it's almost like your skin is talking to you after you wash your face Mm -hmm. and you kind of like have an idea of like what to do next if it feels a certain way when you're done washing it. I love that answer. I love that answer so much because it drives me crazy. (laughs) People still say this and whatever to each. I I agree to each his own. But a face, a good face wash changes lives. It changes lives. It's a treatment in its own. Even if you can't get anything else, you can't afford anything else. Get a 30 or 40 dollar face wash. It'll change your life. 
I'm on board with this beauty secret. Yeah. And even if you don't want to use, like, say you want to buy like a nice, like a pricier face wash, you don't have to use that face wash twice a day. As long as, even if you use it once a day and you Mm want to use like your cheaper face wash in the morning where you're washing off like the sweat, the lint from your pillows, like fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, great. Use splash water. I don't care. But like when you wash your face at the end of the day, use your good face wash. And I just feel like that makes such a big difference in your skin. I'm here for And just be on top of your skincare. Like even if you want to put on one serum or your moisturizer, like when you just do a little bit, for some weird reason, it shows like putting even just that little vitamin C, the little vitamin A, you know? For some reason it works. (laughs) I know. I don't know why, but it just works. It's crazy. Wild. (laughs) No, I say this to people all the time. Like, what's your skincare routine? And they'll go down the list and I'm like, okay, do you actually use those products? Because your skin's telling me that you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're using them in the wrong way. Or yes, exactly. But they work if you, if you use them. This was so great. I learned this is a really shit fun ton from you. Honestly, Me too. thank you. We try to be the very informative spa. Like I'm like educate, educate, educate. I educate my girls all day, and we educate our clients all day because you know it doesn't end at the spa. You got to yeah. go home and do what's right for you with laser with facials. So we're 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 nerdy at Glow Spa. Okay, I'm also loving this. <laughs> I really never thought laser hair removal and laser facials could be one and the same. I guess I never thought that there would be somebody like you who is so passionate about both things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I guess that's what it really takes. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Passion and just like determination. Because like sometimes I see things go wrong and I'm like, no, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. You know, people shouldn't be getting burned. (laughs) Honestly. I can't believe you said that you were a bad talker. You just talked our ears off for like the past hour. You're great. You're a great talker. (laughs) You guys ask good questions. Thank you. It's us. Um, Will you tell our listeners um, how they can support you, where they can find you online and in person and everything? Yeah, thank you. So you can find us online. Our website is GlowSpotNY, and that's Glow with a G-L-O. And same thing on our Instagram handle, GlowSpotNY. So I call it GlowSpotNY, you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> has a nice ring to it. GlowSpotNY. Tell your friends. Um, book an appointment, even if it's a consultation. Like, we love, like, talking to people. They're free. I swear we have some clients that walk in and they're just like, my skin, I don't know what to do. Where do I start? I'm like, just come in. Let's talk first. Like, let's see where we can even, like what direction we need to even go in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you, you never know where it needs to be, but yeah, that's our Instagram, our website. But yeah, you can help us by telling your friends or coming in for a facial, some laser hair removal. We're pretty awesome. Yeah. You're pretty awesome. I agree. You've got great hair, great skin, oh, great, <laughs> great skin, great hair. People thank don't you. even know you're like a unicorn, a, a glazed donut. <laughs> A unicorn, a unicorn glazed, glazed donut. donut. The yeah. fuck is that? It's the most beautiful Thank thing you. I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. My purple is fading. I'm trying trying to... I think I'm going to go back to brown after this. It's, I like the purple. <laughs> I, I'll be sad to let it go, but I feel like I need to look normal for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you, guys. But yeah, email me. Let's book appointments for you. Let's come in for facials or laser or laser facials, whatever you want to do. Yeah, take. 100%. We're coming to the city. I need a dermal infusion. Yes. That's where yes. my tailor is. Yes. Okay, we're coming. Oh. I go to a great tailor in the financial district. Perfect. Tailor and a facial. Yes. Yeah. Our little... <laughs> the listeners can't see this, but I'm lasering my underarms right now. <laughs> oh, I can't we wait. We should definitely laser your underarms. Yeah. That's a game changer. Oh, I know. I hate it. Can you see my hair from there? Yeah. They're hairy. Do you, hold on. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, this is the wrong shirt, but there's just no shadow. Like, wow. this is so nice. That's what just nothing life. there. Listeners, it's just skin. <laughs> just, just skin. Smooth just skin. soft, smooth. Ooh, that's a commercial. We're from, coming. From Glow Spani. <laughs> Glow Spani. <laughs> and Glow Spani. <laughs> okay. Have a great night. Thank, Thank you. you so you much. You too. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey guys. Hope you loved that chat. 
I also hope that if any of you have been teetering on whether or not to get treatments done at any sort of, I guess, quote unquote, medi spa, that you now feel like you know a little bit more about what you're looking for or what your skin needs. And for those of you who have been thinking about laser hair removal, kind of understanding who's a candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, also understanding that there are different kinds of lasers, mm-hmm. that there are more advanced ones these days that can work on lots of different kinds of skin and hair types. And I think that and Sayema talks about this when she's talking about that one esthetician who was like way older than her and had been doing this for many years, but like didn't even fully know how to use the machine. Yeah. And even though she was talking about the different price points between machines, you know, I'm yes. so glad that she started like naming them, num- like putting out actual numbers, because it's important for people to understand the cost of these, the cost of the uh, machinery of the tools for these treatments. So that when you go in and somebody's selling you a 10 pack of laser treatments for $200, you step back and think, I don't I don't think I want that $200 laser treatment. I think that I maybe want to go someplace where somebody is charging more because their machine costs more because, you know, like just all these things go hand in hand. And like if you're not, you know, since Alex and I opened uh, Franklin, she's like, now that I know how much everything costs, I'm walking into places and I'm just like, these people put a lot of money into this. Oh, my God. Every restaurant in New York City. Yeah. Now I know why your cocktails are 20 bucks and I will pay for them. Yes. Because I get it. Right. I get it. I think it's the same thing with laser. That's like the analogy that I'm trying to make is if once you know how much these things cost, I think that you as the layperson can make a better decision on what you should be paying for those and also what you're paying for. Right. You're paying for this great technology and a technician who knows what the fuck they're doing. Who's taking the classes? Who's taking the time? Mm-hmm. It's priceless. That's truly priceless, especially because the bitch invested $200,000 already. I also Googled those machines. Not that I didn't believe her, but mm-hmm. I was just looking and I'm like, oh, they they really are that yes. much. Even used. Yes. They're very expensive. Yes. So it makes sense. I mean, I think most things in the beauty industry, prices, even when they're high, usually make sense. If you're not paying for equipment, you're paying for the expertise and knowledge, mm-hmm. like years of knowledge that the practitioner has had, mm-hmm. whether it's someone cutting your hair, coloring your hair, giving you a facial. Totally. There's usually a reason. I've yet to meet any hairstylist or esthetician who's like filthy fucking rich. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's like the top 1%. Anastasia Beverly Hills, that's it. Right. Like, not that you can't make a good living doing it, but I do think that sometimes people think we're greedy and it's not that. There are, there's a lot of overhead that goes into businesses and yeah. machines and all of these yes. things. Yes. Yeah. So $150,000. With that said, I know. That's a house. <laughs> that's a small house. Yes. That's a small house in Alabama. Her dad. Yeah. Her dad. Yes. His life insurance policy. Oh, he believed in her. He really did. And, and her sister. He really did. I love this story. I love this. I love that. I love sisters, first of all. I know. And supportive family members. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And that they're doing it together and that they both have this passion and that they're mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. And look, the financial, dis- any business in New York City, especially Manhattan, look, it's we're complaining expensive. about rents over here. I don't even want to know. <laughs> no, I don't even want to know. They're killing it. They're just doing, they're doing the most. And I, you know, look, we love bad bitches. Love a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. Truly. Um, but yeah, you should look them up, especially if you live locally. Yeah. And let us know what you guys thought. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Let us know if you have any more laser questions um, about hair removal, about um, facial skin care. We can pass them on if nothing else. For if sure. We don't know the answer. We could ask Saima because now we're best friends. For sure. And I don't know. That's it. That's it. Um, you guys can find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. I'm the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Alex Lindley. You guys can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. You can write in your listener letter questions, anything, any questions or comments you have about skincare, brows, body waxing, microblading, anything that we specialize in. Yeah, or even things that we don't specialize in. I'll take a guess. <laughs> Dead. Educated guesses are my favorite. Or if you've taken any of our skincare or brow advice, right? Yes. And if it's working, not working, anything. We just like hearing from you. 
honestly, we just love to hear from you. But also, I say the same things to my skincare clients. Like, good or bad, I want to know one way or another. Because you can only get better if you know what's not working. If everything always works, how do you improve? Just like, bitch, I'm the best, I guess. So tell us what isn't working for you. Tell us what is working. And... I think that's about it. Tell us about your beauty baddie moments of the week because that's really why we're starting this is because, I don't know, I just think like beauty is more than just, you know, what we look like. It's so much deeper than that. It's the way that we treat each other. It's the way that it makes us feel. It's like these moments that we have with ourselves or with our friends or with our loved ones. And that's really what it's about. It's just about celebrating beauty in all aspects. So tell us about your guys' beauty baddie moments of the week. Yes, please. Yes, please. And that's it, I think. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a COC BK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. 